The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's got to do five hours of live television tonight, and whose voice is, uh... My name is Greg Tepper. <laughs> I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football I Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook... Or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm, making us sound good, working all those cameras and the cam bots and the gypsies and the gypsies and the, and the crows and the. Okay, this is why he's not in this chair. That the Tom Servos <laughs> is. Uh, it is Ashley Pickle. Hi. Hello. You don't get that reference, do you? No. Okay. I didn't. That's okay. There's somebody. Is it wasted? Whoever, a, whoever, <laughs> whoever wants to toss, if anybody gets that reference, Cambot, Gypsy, Tom Servo, and Crow, uh, drop it in the comments and I will I will shout you out. Do we have first four through the door, though? We do. Hey, look at you. You remembered today. Uh, Samuel, once again, continuing the streak no, on that got, one. No, he's on here. Samuel DeLeon's on here. <laughs> uh, Daniel Agnew, William Dyson, and Paul Roberts. Welcome in, guys. Uh, today, my tea is brought to you by uh, Little King Trashmouth. All hail Little King Trashmouth. That's another reference for like six people. Uh, today is Thursday. No, it's not. It's Friday. Wrong. Oh, my God. You lied. You know what? Shout out to Hank Tepper for getting me sick. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Did he start, wake up at 6 today start again? Start charging you rent. Uh, today is Friday, September 27th, 2019. 62 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 825. 825, according to Command F825. Uh, it's the ca- it's the Cap Peterson edition, because that's what comes up. Whenever you're doing. Although I can also tell you that is the number of... Oh, it's the OPS for Randy Velarde in his last year's Texas Rangers career. I'm telling you guys. How how cool is that? Right in the struggle bus a little bit. What's that? <laughs> your, your stat? I was just... Oh, Randy Velarde? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody remembers Randy that's a, Velarde. That's a big stat there. Uh, on today's show, guys, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, and then we're going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then we have a very special guest that I won't reveal quite yet, although if you're on Twitter, then you know who the very special guest is sitting right next to me. Don't say anything. Oh, I almost switched the camera. Don't say anything. I almost, very special guest who will join us for Mailbag Friday, um, and we will answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance. Ask those questions down below on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. If you're watching on texasfootball.com, Open a new tab, go to Texas Football, or go to Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells and ask your questions in the comments of the show. You can do that. So there's that. Okay. Excuse me. We're going to power through. We're going to do it. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, we then leave it to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com. Uh, voting closes each Monday at noon, or Friday at noon. It just closed. But we have a winner. And your week four, Wells Fargo, Academy Sports and Outdoors, Texas Bowl, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... That took so much longer to pull up than I was hoping. Darn it. Ty- <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, there's the end. Tioga wide receiver Caleb McKinney. He caught 10 passes. For 143 yards and three touchdowns, also had seven tackles and two pass breakups. 
Uh, congratulations to all the nominees. Bridgeport quarterback Jaden Maddox, Raymondville defensive end Dylan Ramirez, Hearn quarterback Micah Smith, Wheeler running back Heston Marshall, El Paso Hanks quarterback Aaron Molina, Klein Kane quarterback Bryce Corson, West Rusk running back Gavin Smith, Junction running back defensive back Isaiah Gonzalez, and Crowley running back Dominique Johnson. But a very special congratulations to the week four, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Tioga wide receiver Caleb McKinney. Very well-deserved young man. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their team. Each week, the Texas Football, uh, Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and lets fans decide online via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year awarded at season's end. The votes are in. Your week four Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... That one came up faster. And it never it. stopped. Tomball Ugh. Memorial Defensive Coordinator Scott Herman. The Memorial defense was suffocating, holding Brian at just 35 yards in the first half in a 40 to nothing district opening victory. So those, uh, congratulations to all the nominees. Frisco Office Coordinator Blake Yancey, Rockdale Office Coordinator Ethan Knoll, and Pecos Defensive Coordinator Armando Martinez. But a very special congratulations to the Week 4 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Tom Ball Memorial Defensive Coordinator Scott Herman. A very well-deserved honor for Coach Herman. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Here's a fun fact. You know, we talk about you get two magazines. Everybody knows the summer edition of the magazine. Uh, today, uh, I found out that I have to send the recruiting edition of the magazine to the press on November 22nd. So there is a thing that I have to do. Woohoo. So we're going to be working on that. And if you would like to get your hands on that, get it mailed directly to you, uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. In the meantime, you get great exclusive content at TexasFootball.com, including premium podcasts. Uh, computer rankings of every Texas high school ball team, computer projections of every Texas high school ball game, uh, recruiting analysis from a friend, next level athlete. I haven't mentioned the archives lately. Texasfootball.com slash archives. We have every summer edition archived digitally, so you can go and look at the 1962 edition, the 1974 edition. If you were in the 1988 edition, you can go and show your friends that you were in it uh, at Texasfootball.com slash archive. All for a low, low price. Uh, it is texasfootball.com slash insider. It makes a great gift as well. It's texasfootball.com slash insider. But don't forget to also drink water like we said yesterday. It has everything that you need yeah. in life except for... Yeah, hydrate and also become a Dave water. Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Hydrate or dietrate, as they say. <laughs> it's time for Mailbag <laughs> Friday. Mailbag Friday. And we do have a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... This deserves a drum roll. All the way from where are you even living these days? Uh, I'm back in Everman now. Yeah, you just yeah you went back to the E Block. Yeah. It's Matt Step, everybody! Yeah, Hello. Hello. Hey. Matt Hello. Step, our Dave Campbell's Texas football high school football insider who fought traffic to get here. Yeah, I fought traffic a late meeting because I'm apparently wasn't Mr. Business. Is that you my, are Mr. Business? Yeah. You're president. President Business. business. Oh, sorry, president. You are business, president. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm a little frazzled. I'm I'm not set up the way I usually am because I got here like I literally walked in like one minute before. I think literally the intro credits were yes. running. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you. So I'm a little frazzled. I'm settled in now. I'm I'm good to go. What's your so, hat today? Uh, the Angels. I'm covering two teams that are blue tonight. Ah, so uh, you got to be I, I, Yeah. I'm wearing blue shirt, and I should probably shut it out. Uh, oh, what's up, Chapel Hill? Shout out to the Chapel Hill Bulldogs yeah. for sponsoring today's outfit, as well as this uh, hoodie that I got on there Amazon. Yeah, um, so I'm covering Little Elm and Lone Star tonight. So ah, it's on Lone Star. This is your first time seeing Lone Star this, this year? Yeah. Okay. So last night I was at North Garland and Rowlett, so I wore... Uh, that was a close one. That was a it great was a, game. Yeah, it was an excellent game. What? what I don't even remember what hat. I, oh, I wore my uh, Rangers hat Rangers hat. So I wore a blue last night, mm -hmm. so... You know, because North Garland's red and Rowlett's maroon. I so. love that you take the time to think about colors. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is, I I, can I just issue a very small Hashtag neutrality. Note? Yeah. You got, like, uh, you've got to be neutral on that. And that yeah. is something. This I'm not is, like you. No. I, you hate everyone. <laughs> I hate everybody. I, but actually, that means you're neutral because you that hate everyone. Neutral, that, exactly. Yeah. I'm neutral on everybody. But uh, this is, I think I've told this story on the, on the air before. But if not, I'll tell it here. So this was, so during the state championship games, which I'm part of the Fox coverage of, 
Um, I I have to wear four different suits, four different suit so, and tie. It's a, it's a weird brag. Combinations. A, I do. Well, right. you know, listen. You know, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird <laughs> Otherwise, I will smell. Okay, so I have to wear four four you different suits. Anyway, so I have to okay. lay I have to lay lay everything out, and so I go through and I'm laying all the things out, feeling really good about all my outfits. I guess this is the Friday because it is the day of Liberty Hill and Quero. Mm. No, Liberty Hill yeah. and, and La Vega. La Vega yeah. Liberty Hill and La Vega. And you were already in La Vega's crosshairs. I did not even think about it, but I was wearing, like, I had this new purple checked shirt with a matching purple tie. Mm. And I, I didn't even think about it until I was up in the press box and Jessica Mori, formerly of KCEN down there in, in Waco, she walks up and she goes, hey, what are you wearing? Mm. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean what am I wearing a suit? She goes, why are you wearing, why are you wearing Liberty Hill colors? And I go, oh, crap. And she was like, yeah, you need to go change. So I did. I ran back to the hotel and I changed. You wonder why Don Hyde was giving you side eye before the game. Yeah, I promise it was an accident. Uh, I promise. Speaking of the archives, I have an archive story to tell you. And here are the archive stories. Yes, last night, uh, pregame. So, you know, I go down to the field and talk to the coaches before the game. And the North Garland offensive coordinator uh, was telling me about how he was in the 1991 edition Mm. playing for Tomball. And he had lost the magazine in a flood. Oh, gosh. Oh. You know, his mom's house flooded, yeah. lost sure. the magazine. Oof. Pulled out my phone, said, you know, if you subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Oh, my gosh. You can. I pulled up the 1991 <laughs> edition. He said he hadn't seen it in, like, 15 years. Awesome. He was really excited to see it. So People get really fired yeah. up. Remember at coaching we're... school, we were showing all the Argyle coaches. Yes. That, uh, coach Griffin, the baseball coach, we found him in the in, – Playing for Crane or Todd Rogers played for Crane and Coach Griffin played for and didn't didn't we have a comment about how Coach Griffin has great hands? Yes, like yes. That, oh boy, the assistants give were all sorts of giving help. him all kinds of hell. And it's yeah, going to so. be great. And so it's a Markov story. Um, any uh, last night uh, there was nothing that really jumped out to me as far as Thursday results are concerned. I know that there were close calls. I know Hutto was having a heck Hutto of a time a t- with mm-hmm. Connolly. Uh, Colleen Shoemaker beating Belton like that—that that was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, we thought that Colleen ISD was uh, a little bit improved, and Shoemaker put it to Belton. So. so can we talk about that district, by the way? Let's talk about 12-6A. Because 12-6A is, I think, upside down. And so whereas, and I still think that obviously a lot of people are going to pay attention to Temple and Midway. Mm-hmm. But Temple and Midway have not exactly looked like world beaters so far No, this year. Midway had a close game against Ellison. Temple struggled with Shoemaker. So mm-hmm. there's there's definitely the... the the gap between yes. one and two in the field is, is shrunk. I think, I think that I think that that district could be really weird. Down and it the was weird last year with yes. the whole temple and that whole thing down the stretch. So yeah, I, I think it could be weird with tiebreakers and, yes. and such this year. So twelve six A figures be good. That was um, the biggest. I think to me that was the one that you know. Now Ailey Taylor was giving Paraland the business for yes. about three quarters, and Paraland in the fourth quarter kind of you know pulled away. But that that was one that I thought um, if it would that result would have held would have been interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, other other things, yeah, the, y- your game was probably the, the game of the night. It was an excellent game. Yeah, it was a very good ball game. Yeah. With Garland and Rowlett. Rowlett wins 27-26. Got a nice interview, which, by the way, Ashley, you should have an interview from Doug Stevens. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we will uh, get that up. Very, Don't you worry. <laughs> Doug Stevens comes out of the locker room, and I, I, his hair is all a mess, and he's like, yeah, I'll talk to you. I'm like, you sure, coach? He's like, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> so I'm like, all the right. only thing, um, Beaumont United played with their food a little bit against Baytown Sterling. They did. They um, did. Yeah, they had, I guess, the, you know, they had had a little bit of a, of a break with the flood, mm-hmm. and things were kind of a little wonky f- for them. So, Well, but they're undefeated, and now next week, baby. If Westbrook takes care of business tonight, I United think and Westbrook yeah. is a – and, yeah, Westbrook's got – C.E. King, who's undefeated. They undefeated C.E. Yeah, King. That'd be but tough, but Westbrook be should be the favorite, be favorite yeah. in that one. That game uh, suddenly gets very, very big down there in the 409. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it for Thursday thoughts. Yeah, it was a pretty light schedule. Yeah, uh, Geyer, Geyer, it was close early, and then it was not. Like, very mm-hmm. suddenly. Geyer did what Central. they supposed to do, yeah. Exactly. Okay, Ashley, uh, we <clears> can go. What's your – I didn't even ask you. Let's produce on the fly. Let's go 1250. 1250. Is that my, my heart out? I have, a, a I have a one o'clock meeting. Back. I can take it from the truck. So. We have a hard out at twelve fifty, and so going until twelve fifty. Here are some questions from Ashley Pickle. Perfect. First one up. Uh, Michelle wants to know games this week with the biggest playoff implications. Ooh, that's pretty that's, good. Halfway through. That is boy howdy. Right. Yeah, right it's still early. Um, I'm trying to think of big games. Obviously, big district games that. I, I think my game last night had a lot of playoff implications because North Garland is mm. is really on that kind of oh cusp of getting into the playoffs. I think I've got I think I think I've got an easy one. Anna right. Pitaldi in Huntsville. 
and I think and yeah. consolidate in Huntsville. Uh, obviously, uh, two state ranked teams, two teams that we've got very high hopes for. But the other thing about that matchup, I that, got one too. I got that it. that that I think kind of looms very large, is that I think that that dis- that that region is really tough. Obviously, whenever you're matched up, whenever you're in there with District Eleven, they're in Region Three. Um, you know, they figure. I think Region Ten is stronger than region or District Ten is stronger than District Nine. That's a hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, but going on a roll in there. Whenever yeah. you're dealing with a district like District Eleven, where you will have to deal with uh, Fort and Marshall and Manville at some point, you want a higher seed, mm-hmm. as high a seed as possible. Yeah. It's a huge, huge game. I think for. And by the way, whoever takes a loss here. I mean, Manville in the second round. I Manville in the second round. And by the way, of course, the winner is going to get <laughs> Fort Bend Marshall in the second but round. But here's probably. the other thing, though. I would also say that, remember, there's two, under, two other undefeated teams in that district in Lamar Consolidated mm-hmm. and Peyto. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here. I'm just saying that that's another district that could get real crazy. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a surprise if everyone takes a loss because mm. that's a deep and strong district. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio area, Brandeis and Brennan tonight. Oh, yeah. Both of them are three and zero in district, so their district race is one third of the way finished. So you've already seen how mm-hmm. how that district race is shaping out. So Brandeis and Brennan potentially both are going to be Division two, so they're they're kind of playing for seating. I think Lubbock Monterey and Abilene Cooper is a big game yes. in that district uh, district opener, but I think it's a it's a it's dripping with playoff implications there. Uh, Frisco and Frisco Reedy tonight's another mm-hmm. another big one that I think has got some district uh, title implications as well. So those are kind of the ones. I mean, mo- the majority of the state starting district tonight, the bigger schools. So hmm. I think things will kind of start to shake out in the next week or two. I'll throw one out there. What you got? How about Midlothian and Burleson Centennial? Okay. Yeah, Midlothian, yeah. Uh, that's probably for second place. Let's, let's assume Alito's going to win that district. <laughs> careful. Boy, yeah. Way careful out there. But <laughs> uh, Scorching hot takes. You want to talk about the difference between <laughs> second and third place in that district. I mean, that's a huge matchup. Yeah, uh, third place probably gets uh, South Oak Cliff in the first round. Yes, and that is not what you want. Yeah. That is not where you want to Whereas second place probably gets a lesser DIS. Probably gets Kimball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who's, 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 who's good, but they're yeah. probably they're, – right. they're, they're TBD. That's exactly right. Yeah, we yeah. had Coach Henry Kofer on the show yesterday, and, and they're off to a great start, but it's like – if you if you have the choice between playing South Oak Cliff or Kimball in the first round, you're taking Kimball. You're taking Kimball. Mm-hmm. What's next, Ashley? Um, thoughts on Stephenville at Georgetown? Yeah, a, an interesting matchup that I think that with Stephenville, I, this is weird, but like I still don't feel like I know who they are. Uh, they're a team that has at times looked very good. Uh, I think because last week they looked very good. They they had Midlothian Heritage on the ropes. They did. They did. Uh, let them off the hook. Uh, but at the, the biggest thing for me, and what's very strange, is that they have this great quarterback, but the offense has just been really yeah. I, fits and I think they've got issues up front, and they, they haven't established a running game, and so their quarterback's been running for his life. Uh, a lot of he's a, he's a UNT commit, by the way. Um, and Go if, Green. If, if he's able to, to 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 stand back there in the pocket and throw the football without much harassment, he'll be fine. But he he's he's been under duress. I saw him play the first game of the year against Argyle, yeah. and he was running for his life the entire game. Well, and um, now they're taking on a Georgetown team. Yeah, now. I think it's a bad matchup. I feel like we haven't. I feel like we haven't talked a ton about, but is quietly unbeaten, three and zero. I don't know if they've necessarily been challenged the way that the way that they will be when they play a team like Hutto or play a team yeah. like Cedar Park. But uh, here's a nice test and a team that if they're if the Georgetown defense is for real, going up against. A Stephenville offense that is scuffling right now. This should be a game that the Georgetown defense is the dominant force in. Yeah, I I, I think Georgetown's gonna you know I think, I think it's a bad matchup for Stephenville. I, I think Georgetown wins kind of a thirty-one to fourteen mm-hmm. kind kind of game. Computers got Georgetown by seven, so they've still got a lot of respect for Stephenville right now. But we're gonna we're gonna find out. I think you're right that yeah. Styles make fights. What is next, Ashley? Stephen Garcia wants to know how close is Eastland to the three A D one top ten, and does a win against Jacksboro tonight move the needle? Uh, I will say, as uh, somebody who takes the lead on the three A rankings, I will tell you that they are very close. Yeah. Um, now, beating Jacksboro tonight, they're favored. Yeah, I don't think it's going to move the needle too much. They're going to need. They're going to need um, some losses in front of them, but they are kind of de facto. They're in that. 11 to 13 range right now. The computer, if you're interested, the computer rankings have them 13. Yeah. Um, they'll beat Jacksboro tonight. Yeah. Uh, they would need some losses ahead of it. But down the road, they'll have their chances. They're going to get Wall and Jim Ned. Yeah. And Wall and Jim Ned are very solid. They will. They would represent Rolling. the best wins they have yeah. so far. So, uh, especially Wall. Yeah. Wall, I was telling this, I was at Fox yesterday, and um, this is the time of year where one of my 
one of my producers comes to me and goes, so uh, what games are we going to have at AT&T Stadium? Um, for, <laughs> a little early. I'm like, I'm like, well, it's a little early. but yeah, yeah. And I told him, we got to three of Division One, and I go, man, might be Wall and – right now, if I were to pick, I'd say it's Wall and Grandview. Speaking of Wall, uh, in Region 1, Brock, we, we kind of – that first week of the season, we were a little worried about Brock. Yeah. That loss doesn't look so bad to Brownwood now, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Although they've got a big one this week at Pile Point. Yes. If they go – Pile points stinging a little bit after losing to, to Gunner. Mm-hmm. But that was a get-right game for Gunner. Uh, for Brock, this is a district opener. Yeah. And we were kind of toying with the idea. We were saying, that, you want to talk about a game with major playoff implications. There is a game with major playoff implications. For sure. It's, it's, it's Brock and Pile ranks. Point. Mm-hmm. District um, title implications for sure. Basically. I think those two are the two favorites. Yeah, right. and, and then, you know, the winner of that, I mean, in Region 1 of 3 Division 1, by the way, um, it's not that it's not just that Brock has maybe slipped down to their level, but like, Wall is obviously great. We got high hopes for Eastland. We got high hopes for Jim Ned. Mm-hmm. Bushland, yeah, I think it's serious. Is lurking, yeah. I am interested. I want to see what Denver City does tonight against Seminole. Okay, I'm willing to buy in on DC. I'm willing, but if they got to go. If they go on the road and they beat Seminole, I'm yeah. I'm I'm getting out my wallet and buying some stock. That is that's that's a big hit. three division one region one is. For years and years, it's been you pencil Brock into the semifinal. It's Brock and Wall, Brock and Wall, Brock and yeah. Wall. Now it's like it's super deep and interesting. I'm really interested in three division one, region one. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, is there any? This is from Phil Vaney. Um, is there any big programs other than Shadow Creek that are definitely moving up to six A? Hutto. Hutto's going up. The hippos. Uh, yes. Hutto's going up. Um, a little early. Snapshot yeah, day. Yeah, snapshot day is later this month. Yeah. Last Friday of the month. Last Friday of October. But I talked to Coach LaPlante in week one when I covered their game. Yeah. He told me they were going up for sure. So, uh, yeah. Going Huddo, up to, to 6A, that's hard to say. I don't know uh, I don't know if anybody in the Metroplex that's that's going up that's not already up. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, here we're – And Prosper is probably going to go down because of the new high school opening up. Now, I will say, so here, were the, here are the largest schools that were 5A last year. Okay. Okay. Donna. It's probably, although... I've been told they're going to stay, and Donna North's going to drop. 5-2-1. Shadow Creek, they're going up. Yep. Um, Houston Wisdom, which is the former Houston... Yeah, I can't keep up. Question keep up. mark? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would be surprised if any... The HISD. big question yeah. is Highland Park. Yeah. Um, but Always. They, they, they manage their enrollment mm-hmm. quite well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Baytown Goose Creek Memorial... Uh, Corpus Christi Vets. Yes, Vets is another one that I think is going to be really I, – I would not surprise me if they moved up. Um, South Hills could move up. San Antonio Wagner, I've, I've been told, is another one. I've, I've been t- Here's a crazy thing. In San, I've been told Wagner may move up and Judson may drop. Really? Judson to five? That's what I've been told. That's, uh, Why? Uh, Just the, they opened up a new high school, yeah. and so the, the, the that's, attendance that's lines got redrawn. So the Veterans Memorial is going to start really cutting into Judson's number. Interesting. I, ta- I actually talked to Carl Padilla about that last night, and, and he mentioned that. And I was like, are you serious? Wow. He goes, yeah. Hey, when was the last time Judson wasn't in the yeah. top? He thinks, veteran, he thinks San Antonio Vets may go up to 6A, too. Wow. He thinks Vets and Wagner may be 6A and Judson may be 5A. Can I, that would be amazing if that happened. Wow. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, let's switch on over to some college football. Uh, Daniel Sanchez said, thoughts on the A&M and Arkansas game being at 11 a.m. If you or Matt uh, could move the game time to another slot, what time would you move it to? I mean, this year it's an 11 a.m. game because Arkansas is really bad. Like That's what uh, he's yeah. – yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm just I don't saying, really care about college just, football, but I'm, I mean, I guess like I'm just two? saying. I'm just saying that – like it's not a two – like two, you, you presume the base here's, – here's your two options, right? It's not a 2.30 game, okay? Because that's a 2.30 CBS slot, and that's the marquee game. That's the marquee SEC game of the week, and it is not because Arkansas is bad. It's not a primetime game. Or if it is a primetime game, it's in that, like, 6 o'clock slot where it's kind of like, oh, it's 6 o'clock on ESPN2 or something like that. I think 11 a.m. is fine. I think it's a good kickoff. And um, that game, A&M is a huge favorite, and they should be, but... I also think that there is a lot of different factors that conspire to make this a closer game than we think. It always does. One is that it's always close. It's always a weird game. It's it's the Southwest Conference El Asico <laughs> is what it is. Um, two, it is um, it is the kind of game that Ar- that you talk about. Two teams that are uh, like Arkansas has got had an entire week of telling them how much that pe- people tell them how much they stink. 
And A&M, you, you wonder if there's a hangover effect from losing that game to or to Auburn, Auburn last week. I I think it's closer than people think. I, I took, in fact, it's I think free money. I think I took Arkansas plus twenty six. Twenty three. Arkansas and a half. always plays. I mean, I don't know. Always I, come close. Yeah, they, it's you, always ends up yeah, on a yeah. weird turnover or a weird special. Yeah, there's always play. a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yes, there's always yeah. that is a lock. There will be <laughs> a kick return of some. There will be a special teams touchdown in this game. Man, I, I am. Lock him out. I love in. Chad Morris. Not, he really needs this win. He, boy, needs, he needs he a needs win to get people off his back. A win, period. Yeah, he needs a win <laughs> yeah. What's next? All right, up next, uh, what are your thoughts on Hugh Springs at Mount Vernon? Very interesting game. We talked about it on Tep and Step. We did. Tep and um, Step, you should listen. Yeah, Tep and Step, our premium yeah. high school ball podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it. This is the biggest test of the year for, and I think obviously there's a lot of attention around Mount Vernon because of their coach. This is, and, and people are like, oh, 4-0, they're 4-0. That is a – they should be 4-0. You look at their schedule, that is a team that their schedule has – they've been favorites, and according to the computer, they have been double digits and sometimes significant double-digit favorites over every team they've played. This game's a pick em. Hugh Springs is trending up in a big way, yeah, and they're playing really good ball right now. The slot T they run is tough. To the slot T is the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's an interesting game. I picked Mount Vernon in the picks. I think you took Mount Vernon too. I did. I did. Um, I think it's close. I think it's a yeah. really good game, and we will have a lot better feel for both of these teams. I agree. Uh, after this one, I'm very interested in this one uh, out there in East Texas. What's next, Ashley? All right, we'll go with one more question before I ask you the best question of the day so far. So I just want to hype you up just that know, it's coming. Okay, that's fine, but just know we need an ender. So if you want to save it for the end. Yeah, but I'm... Ashley doesn't strike me as the kind of girl who's going to wait. She's just going to go right for it. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. That's I, gotta, okay. I don't want us to run that's out of fine. time either. So uh, Ryan Frazier, this is not the favorite one yet, but... Oh, uh, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, with your broke questions. Yeah. Here questions with the broke questions, Ryan Frazier. What is your broke opinion boy. on uh, Dumas Demons versus Wichita Falls Ryder? So, Ryder is is stinging a little bit after losing. They got drilled by Brownwood. They got drilled by Brownwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a great piece, by the way, up uh, Jay Plotkin wrote about Brownwood he in our did. team to watch. It's a great piece about. It's good to see Brownwood being. It's it's they're back. Man. High school football is good when Brownwood's good. Yes, when Brownwood's when Brownwood's cooking, that is a fun. That's a fun way of being. Riders stinging a little bit, and do you know why? Because they can't stop anybody. Yeah, that defense is not good. The, the offense still cooking. Yeah, like Jacob uh, Rodriguez. Jacob Rodriguez still still does his thing. Take it on a Dumas team that is undefeated, uh, that is feeling pretty good about themselves, and by the way, a Dumas team that can score. Uh, they can put up points. Yeah. So this is danger zone, pointsy. I would say, for 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 Ryder. The computer has Ryder as a six or as a six point favorite. It's home. They're, it's at Memorial. That helps. Yeah. It's a long road trip for Dumas. Um, my thoughts are in the uh, mega preview. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to. So please go read the mega preview. But uh, I think it will be a great game. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I got to see something for this Ryder defense. The Ryder defense has got to step up. Yeah. Uh, and they can't. We know Dumas's defense has been good. Correct. <laughs> the demons have not allowed a point in two weeks. Yes, they've two, been very, two very straight good. shutouts. So, uh, very interested in that one—a five A versus four A matchup. What's next, Ashley? I guess the question of the week. Sorry, Ryan Frazier. Your question was—I thought your question was. Now, good. Now it was a good question. question, but this one, all right. And I—we need you need to really take time to think about this. So this is from Eddie Jackson. So you have to eat tacos, and they're made from either grilled or fried of rattlesnake, armadillo, or squirrel. Uh huh. What do you pick? That's easy for me. Oh yeah, it's rattlesnake. Yeah, I've rattlesnake. eaten rattlesnake. I've eaten rattlesnake. Too. See, and I've it's had not s- terrible. I've no. had squirrel, and it's awful. Yeah, that's that seems gamey to me. Uh, armadillo, guys. I know that we as Texans have to have a lot of pride in the armadillo, but the armadillo is nasty. Yeah, that's a nasty creature. Yeah. Okay, that and and again, shout out San Saba. Yeah, shout out <laughs> San Saba. But that is a that is a. I think that they they, they pride themselves on playing nasty. Yeah, yeah. Right. That is that is not ugh. that. And then also, I'll just offend another mascot, the javelina. Guys, yeah. kind of a gross, kind of a gross animal. So. Fried or grilled, though. I've only yeah, had fried rattlesnake, and fried rattlesnake was fine. Was I, fine. I, 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 didn't, so I, don't, I don't know how it would taste on a taco. Yeah, I'll, I'll give grilled rattlesnake a shot. I will grilled give grilled rattlesnake, rattlesnake a shot as well. I'll give it a um, whirl. I would probably go with fried rattlesnake because that's I haven't had rattlesnake before. Yeah, and that that's safer. Yeah, it's a better yeah. first Great, experience uh, yeah. with rattlesnake. Grilled, grilled, you're getting all of it. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're really going to taste it. The fried, yeah. you might be able to, to hide a little bit yeah. of it. That's fair. What's next, Ashley? Good job on that It's a good question. Good job on that one. It was a solid question. Um... I thought Ryan's was better, but that's just me. 
Well, we have differing opinions once again. <laughs> Team Ashley here. Thank you, Team Matt. Ashley. We need hit to. We need to. Okay, let's go back to that. We need to have him on the show even more. This is working out well. What's the next question, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Refugio... Refugio. Refugio... Whatever. Welcome. Welcome. You, you've officially been initiated <laughs> in high school football. Everyone does that uh, one time. I've went in it way Everyone, too strong. <laughs> I did it. And this is, my, this is true. And I've told the story before. I did it on statewide radio. Uh, uh, on the TSN High School oh, School Board with the, show with, with Roger, Roger Emmerich, Emmerich. Oh. and Roger and the gr- the late great Roger Emmerich turns up me. Like, oh, he goes, "Hey partner," he goes, "He goes, hey partner." That's actually uh, <laughs> that's actually uh, Refurio partner. That's Did you put your Mahaya too? Did you call of it course, Mexia? yes, everyone does it. Mexia. It's fine. It's it's a it is a rite of passage. Yeah, it happens. So Refurio versus Mart. Yes. Uh, it's a we talked about this one on Tep and Step yeah, too. Yeah. Go listen to the podcast. Um, Next question. No, <laughs> This is Mart has Mart has two losses on the year. They are both to teams that are larger than them. Uh, they have a two A division one Holland and then three A division one Franklin. Yeah, three yeah, division three A division yeah. one Franklin. Mm-hmm. This is another bigger team on the road. If you take everything else out of it, I think it's a bad matchup in the sense that this this offense is cooking really really well for Refugio. The defense has been very very good, underrated. I think this defense has been very good. The and, and so that that is the in a vacuum. That's in a vacuum. Yeah. This is a bad matchup for Mart. Okay, let's now add in the seasoning of this, mm-hmm. which is uh, Refurio Big Mad. Refurio is mm-hmm. Big Mad uh, because they the got last humbled. the last two years, <laughs> the last two years they have been personally victimized by Mart. The perfect way to say it. They if you go back two years ago, 2017 title game. Uh, Refurio takes an early lead on them, and then Mark comes back, and everyone remembers the fake field goal that mm-hmm. they go out and they score, and then off to the races, and Mark runs away with it. A game that Refurio, I know, feels like they were the better team in that one against against Mark in the title game. And then last year, the death of the Flex Cat because yes, they, RIP Flex Cat. They go to <laughs> Mart and they get drummed. Mark they, made them change their offense. Mark made them change their offense. Yeah. Uh, they got drummed, uh, and I, I tweeted about it. Someone got a great interview with with uh, Jason Herring, who was talking about how much respect he has for the Mart for the Mart pa- program, and I totally agree with that. I think there's a lot of respect. I think Kevin Hoffman has a lot of respect for the Refurio program too. This is Refurio's out for a little bit of blood. They're out for they're out for a pound of flesh. Yeah. You think Refurio's still mad about the video game simulation when they were wrong? Oh my god! Two years ago, and that, that, that was the video game simulation where the clock started running yes. and Refurio lost on the goal line. They're probably mad about that. Too. They're probably big mad. That's yeah. the thing, Refurio. This is a personal game. This is a personal <laughs> game for Refurio, yeah. and it's in Refurio. And it's that, on the that road. That place is going to be a hornet. That's a long road trip. And you've and been to Jack Sportsman Bobcat Stadium, yes. And when it's rocking, it's rocking. Yeah. So. Those Refurio folks yeah. get pretty Refurio is a favorite. Uh, the computer, if you're interested, I haven't even looked at this. Uh, Refurio by 18. Yeah. Um, that tells me a little something. Mm-hmm. That oh, okay. Uh, I, I I picked Refurio. I'm going to stick with Refurio. Uh, but if I'll tell you that if Mart comes out and wins this game, you can pretty much forget about all those other losses. That will be. I, I can say if Mart probably wins this game, I, I think they might make a case a strong case to get back to number one. I even think they, with even with a three and two record. Exactly right. No, no one in two A division two two A division two will have a win like that. Over that would be a signature win. Yeah. That would be one of the best wins of the year at any level. Yeah, to go on the road and beat the number one two A division one team. What's next, Ashley? Um, so Maverick Cassidy said. So apparently, Globe Life Field, the new Texas Rangers mm. stadium, is hosting high playoff football games, according to Matt Step, instead of Globe Life Park, which is hosting the uh, Poochie's new team, the Dallas Renegades. Can anyone explain this? Sure. We go to we go to Matt Step, okay. Dave Campbell's Texas Football <laughs> High School Football Insider. So uh, Globe Life Park is hosting the Dallas Renegades, but keep in mind, Globe Life Park is going to remain a grass field, and it is outdoors. So grass fields. Outdoors in November, December are not popular playoff it's locations. <laughs> right? W- would they be? Would they host a playoff game? Absolutely, they would. Yeah. I don't think a lot of high schools are going to want to play there. Globe Life Field, the Rangers when when they built it wanted it to be specifically configured to host football games. Mm-hmm. They want to have that flexibility to host football games, and high school football playoff games are something that is on their radar. It's climate controlled, mm-hmm. and it's and if you didn't know, it's going to be a turf field. It's not going to be grass, right. which is from a baseball standpoint a little 
I have my I have well, my well, thoughts. We have issues there, but from a football standpoint, a turf field indoors with climate controlled, why not host playoff games? So they, now you're talking about, and you, you this is your tweet yesterday that it for 2020, not this year. The, for yeah. those who don't know, the stadium's not ready. The stadium's yet. not ready yeah. yet. The stadium will open uh, for Rangers in March, yep. uh, but it'll be ready then. So for 2020. DFW will have three indoor football fields that they can play playoff games at. Yes, with two of them with significant capacity. I mean, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I think Globe Life Fields gonna for football is gonna be thirty thirty five thousand yeah. configuration. Big and it, you know because that's the thing we talk a lot about the star the star, um, but that is actually in the grand scheme of things a, a middle of the road capacity. Twelve thousand, yeah, yeah. seats about twelve thousand. Now when it gets full, it's a it's a. Uh, it's rocking. When yeah. Longview played Prosper there last year, and all the Longview, oh man, it was loud in yeah. there. But I think it's really cool. I think we've, I think I think the high school coaches are going to like it because they they've got a dish. Because right. AT and T Stadium's not open a lot in the playoffs right. except for state. It's last year they opened for the semifinals and the finals. I think this year they're going to be open. I think in the second round for things, second round and the finals only. So. Right. It, when I'd weather like, becomes an issue, I think it's, it's it's good for the coaches to have that flexibility. I like them keeping AT and T Stadium out of it for most of the mix until the championship. Because like I think that's what you should like for look forward to. Like I agree. that's the that's the mecca. There's a there's a special yeah I agree and and I think you're not alone. There's there's a, a fair amount of contingency that thinks that it should be only for state championship games. Now I don't think it should be only for state championship games because right. I think that there's a lot of programs that like, want to give that their, give their kids that. Experience. And like Allen and Duncanville last year, really eighteen. I mean, they needed a net play, there was thirty five thousand yeah. people at Allen Duncanville last yeah. year, so their their options were a little limited. Well, and the other thing is that like that's why they play first and second round playoff games at NRG. It's like yeah, that's it. it could you have a could you have a lot of those games at smaller venues? Yes, you absolutely could. But you want to give the kids that experience mm-hmm. of playing at the professional stadium and stuff like that there at NRG. So um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I'd love for them to keep it there, but at the same time. You want to make sure you're able to spread that wealth and not just, you know, because then you're talking about an opportunity that that a lot of teams just would never have. Will it be weird going to cover a high school football playoff game in the Rangers stadium? Everything about that's going to be weird. (laughs) Everything about. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Everything about this weekend. This is the last weekend of of that state of Globe Life uh, Park. Um, That's going to be weird. And then all of next year will be weird. Yeah. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, I like this question a lot. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, you gotta sh- quit making value judgments <laughs> on all these questions because people are gonna. I'm interested. No, I'm. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Thoughts on playing in a weak district? Do you think it helps build depth for the playoffs, or does it hurt due to the starters not getting enough reps in in-game action heading into the playoffs? For example, Manville and Fort Bend Marshall. Um, it's interesting because no, well, and, and and that's a that's a great example, right? Because now you take a look at that the rest of that district, right? Um, the next best team is probably Willow Ridge. Now Willow Ridge is not bad. I think they are. They're probably a little better than two and two, a little better than the record indicates. Uh, I think they're not bad. But then you're talking about a lot of Houston ISD teams. Plain and simple, you're talking about mm-hmm. Houston ISD teams, and those are teams that are not going to challenge Marshall or Manville. The other example, and this is what got Jason Herring on ESPN a couple of years ago, if you remember, is Jason Herring at Refurio. They played in kind of, I would say, a historically weak district. That was, looking back, man, that district. Oh, was, yeah. That, uh, it, was, it was programs that have traditionally been bad, and it was also like the worst versions of those teams, yes. too. Yes. They were they were down they were programs. Like, was it was it uh, like Bishop and he- Hebronville? That's when Hebronville was really struggling. Taft, and yes. yeah, it was rough. Hebronville's not bad anymore, but no. like they were they were really struggling. Yeah, it was bad bad district. But he got on ESPN basically because he insisted, "I've got to play my starters for three quarters. I have to because they have to learn how to play uh, a full game." Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up winning a state championship, so the proof's in the pudding. But I do think it's interesting. For me, I would I, I think I think the perfect district is one where you get challenged. If it's a six team district and you play five games, I think the perfect district is where you get really challenged once, you get another good push, and then you have and then you have a three teams that you're better than. You want to have that happy medium where you can work in some younger guys. Yes. You know? And I think in a in a district like what Manville and Marshall is in, they they have to schedule tough and non district too yes. to make sure their guys get that rep so yes. I mean, it didn't hurt Marshall Ashley went all the way to the state championship game I, th- I think you just got you got you have to manage it yeah you absolutely do what's next Ashley 
Um, is the game of the week, and would you consider the game of the week in Central Texas to be Vandergrift and Vista Ridge? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the Austin area? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, it's a prove-it game for Vista Ridge. Big-time prove-it game. And actually, I was talking with Craig. This is Craig Way's, one of Craig Way's favorite districts, and we talked about with him about it. Um, and Ish saw, Ish saw Vandergrift last week and, and was a little underwhelmed, and and that was, you know, that was probably one of the big reasons why we dropped Vandergrift in our rankings mm-hmm. is we had a first-hand account of how they looked and um, dropped them down a little bit. Vandergrift, Cedar Park, and Vista Ridge is a huge game. Huge, huge game. I would also throw out in that same district, Cedar Ridge and Stony Point. Mm-hmm. Sto- but guys, very quietly, if you're, Stony Point. If you're young, if you're young, you may not remember, like Ashley probably does not remember. Mm, call me out. When Stony, Stony was ran the world. Stony, when you talk about Central Texas, there was thing. a year they destroyed DeSoto in the playoffs. Yes, and then I saw them have two absolute wars with Trinity. Yes, in the state semifinals. Yes, so they were they were a team that you could really pencil into a regional final, if not beyond, mm. for a couple of years there. Uh, it's been down a couple of years for them, but they are back. That's a huge game uh, in that region as well, or in that district as well. Uh, but everything else, the other one, I'm I'm a little, I'm interested in Hayes and Bowie tonight. I think Hayes and Bowie is interesting. Yeah, um, it could be for third place. And, and by the way, Travis Hayes, and, uh, Hayes, three and zero. The slot T is the devil. Mm-hmm. The slot T is the devil. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, we will go in one team too. I do kind of remember Stony being good at one point because I grew up in Central Texas. Yeah, but that's Atlanta, probably so the probably, the only heard, reason. Yeah, that's um, okay. Uh, what about Newton and Gilmer? Yeah, uh, really interesting matchup, and and I would say it will be a signature win for either team, which is kind of rare to say in a game like this. Yeah. I called the upset in this one in my in my preview. Yeah, you got Gilmer. I think Gilmer's going to pull the upset. Don't I, don't I don't really have a great. The only reason I have I think why is because Gilmer is uh, physical up front, and, and Newton, I think, if there, there is a weakness, it's when you run right at him. Right. So I think that, that matchup may be good for Gilmer. Now, Gilmer's 2-2 two and two on the year, uh, but they have losses. They've lost their last two, but the losses are to... Paris and Carthage. Paris and Carthage. Not bad. Yeah. They also two have a win over Atlanta, five. and they win at Van. Two top five teams. Both of which are pretty yeah. solid games. This is a this is a big game. It's in Gilmer. That's another thing is it's a long long road trip for Newton. Very long road trip. I know we think of like East Texas as like this. Oh, it's East Texas. And technically, Newton is like Southeast. Like four oh nine. Yeah, four oh nine. Yeah. Um, they're going all the way up to Gilmer. Long road trip for them. Uh, is this their? Uh, this has got to be their toughest road test so far because they were home for West Orange. Now they went to Silsby. They went to Silsby and took care of business. Yeah, but that's did. that's a lot more local. It's yeah, a lot more local. Yeah. Um, this is a big game. I'm, I took Newton riding with the champs, but I've certainly got my eye on this, and it would not surprise me in the least if Gilmer won this game. I think they are going to be. By the way, do you know who Newton has next week? Legacy no. School of Sport Sciences oh, in Houston. That's like Houston's kind of version of prime prep almost yeah. in a lot of ways. So, yeah. What's next, Ashley? I just, I just, I, which that You know what that tells me? Nobody wants to play Newton. No, it, it really, <laughs> they only had nine games last year. Yeah. So. What's next, Ashley? Uh, keeping on the Newton train right there, uh, Wait, no, where did I go? Oh, yeah, Phil Vaney asked, uh, pound for pound, who's the best team in the state like Newton was last year? Hmm. Pleasant Grove? Yeah, I, Pleasant Grove is the first one that jumps to mind. Pleasant Grove, I would throw Grandview in there. Um, I think Pleasant Grove and Grandview have bo- both proven themselves to be to be legit. Um, yeah, I mean, look. I don't, don't think anyone in 2A has really jumped off the page. Because no. 2A Division 2 has been such a mess. Mm-hmm. And then 2A Division 1... Um, I mean, Refurio, if Refurio womps um, Mart tonight, I'm willing to consider them for that spot, too. Uh, but I would say I would say Pleasant Grove's first one springs to mind. Honorable mention to Grandview. And then an honorable mention, we haven't mentioned all in a lot, but Duncanville. Duncanville's been doing their thing. Yeah. And and even after even that kind of... 6A. Yeah. We, we tend to ex- only focus yeah. on the small schools. When, when pound you talk about pound for pound. Yeah. But, like... I mean, last year, pound for pound, North Shore and Duncanville might have been the two best teams in the state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even pound for pound because they were so good. Um, all right. We got five minutes, Ashley. Um, Tepper's thoughts on QPR this weekend. Yeah. Going to beat West Brom 645 tomorrow morning on ESPN+. Plus. I will not be awake, but I will wake up and find out how sad I am <laughs> for the rest of the day. QPR is beating West Brom. We're going to say it is three to two at Loftus Road. They're going to go crazy. Come on, you ours. What's next? Um, up next is your is the yes yes you all you do at the beginning is that after the Beastie Boys? Yes. Okay. Cool. 
Although you know up. who stole it? Not stole it. Um, because it was, I didn't trademark it. But it was also, and I'd never seen this, it was on an episode of Eastbound and Down. Really? Hmm. That, the Ghetto uh, Boys did a song. That, yes, yes, y'all. Um, maybe it was the R.I.P. Bushwick Bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just I'll claim it was. It, I'll get more street credit if I say it was from the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. It was from the Ghetto Boys. That's where I got it from. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not the Beastie Boys. My dad's a big Beastie Boys fan. He was the one that asked. So, um. <laughs> learning Let's a lot about see. Mr. Pickle. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Mr. Pickle sounds okay to me. Not a bad dude. Um, Canadian Grapevine Faith thoughts. Tough matchup for Canadian. Real tough matchup. Yeah, this Grapevine is a Faith beat him last year. Yeah, and this is a you know we, we don't we don't pay a ton of attention to uh, or not probably not enough attention to the to the uh, the private school ranks. But Grapevine Faith Christian is a an undefeated and really good um, private school team. The, the, I and would they are like it as a good four A D one team. They're 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 yeah. Taps Division two. Uh, their enrollment uh, now. This is not this is not fair to say their enrollment because of course that is a it's a private school so they play by different rules. Their their enrollments were only three fifty eight. But even if it's three fifty eight, we're talking about a three division one team, mm-hmm. right? So three division one team, um, uh, a team that that would be that would be bigger than Canadian. There's that. But the other thing is that this is a really good Grapevine Faith Christian team. Right now, our computer rankings have them eleventh in the state among all eleven man private school teams. This is a good team. That by the way. Puts up points. Very yeah. pointsy team. Deuce Hogan. This is a is a tough match for Canadian, but it is at home, and that's a long road trip. For I think Canadian. it's a new. That's a neutral, neutral? game. Yeah, it's okay. Vernon. They're playing in Vernon. Ooh, beautiful. Vernon, yeah, Texas. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes me a little bit more. Computers got Grapevine Faith by two. If you're interested in that, it would not. Let's put it this way: it would not surprise me if Canadian took a loss here, and it won't. That unless they go out there and they get drilled, yeah. Like if they go out there and lose. I think last year was 14. pretty close, for like three quarters. And I think Grapevine kind of warm out, warm down in the fourth quarter. If they go something like that, then I'm going to consider that yeah. a pretty neutral result there for Canadian. Now, if they go out there and beat them, that's interesting. Probably not going to be enough unless. Here's an interesting thing: if they beat if they beat Grapevine, fail. Let's say they beat them 35-34, hypothetically, mm. and Gilmer beats Newton. Canadian's number one. Canadian's got to be number one, right? Yeah. We'll talk about that, but I would say so. It's interesting. What's next, Ashley? we got three minutes. All right. Uh, when we were talking to Blake Morrison the other day, I don't remember what – if you Did you hear that interview, by the way? It was great. It was, was, had you ever talked with him? Uh, a couple times on the phone, but yeah. just not, not for very long. Just like, hey, coach, I need this. And he, I was at e- eating lunch at Genghis Grill listening. It was uh, – no, Blake Anderson was great. It was oh, awesome. Genghis Grill was very good. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Well, in, in honor of that, Phil Vaney asked, uh, tougher bi-week opponent, algebra or biology? Ooh, tough. Well, for me – I hated algebra. I hated algebra too. Yeah. See, uh, mine is biology. I was great at chemistry and physics and all that stuff. Hated biology. See, biology, I felt like I could, rela- I could relate to it a little. I bit I can relate to it. Yeah. That's exactly right. With math, uh, until we got to like statistics and it was like practical applications, mm-hmm. that is where I was like, oh, okay, like I can actually use this math. Algebra, where it's just all like... I haven't used algebra since I got out of, got out of college. And you work for a... A bank. What's next, Ashley? <laughs> um, My bank, actually. <laughs> that is not <laughs> that is not comforting. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Ashley? Uh, two more. We'll do two more. Okay. Lorena versus Fairfield. Really interesting game. I think it's flying under people's radar. Mm-hmm. Um, Read the preview. It's yes. there, too. Uh, Thank you. Lorena is off to a really, really good start. Um and God, who's their quarterback's name? Uh, Lena. Bradley yeah, Bradley Lena. Lena. Yeah, another quarterback we love. Now their defense has got to figure it out because their defense has only been okay. Going up against a Fairfield attack that is kind of the same way. Fairfield scores a lot and they give up a lot. This is going to be a pointsy game. I feel like this is going to be a very pointsy game. This game's in at Fairfield. And by the way, if you're Fairfield, you do not want to get off on the wrong foot here because that district suddenly looks District's a lot brutal. tougher. That district is unbelievably good. Let's assume Connolly's going in the playoffs, right? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Robinson's taking your spot. Okay. At that point, you're talking about Lorena, Salado, uh, Fairfield, Madisonville, who I think is off to a pretty nice start, you know, or two and two, and I think you know they'll beat Mejia this week. Will they? Keep an eye on the Black Cats. Mejia's better. Mejia, okay. they, they played that 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 them playing Cameron Yo tough looks better and better each week. Cause Cameron Yo is rolling. Okay, Let's keep an eye on the Black Cats. All right, I'm just saying. I got a soft spot for Coach Sandoval. I know you do. 
I will just say, and and his wife watches the show too. Yes. So did I you, be did you, uh, off t- off topic. Did you see the picture I tweeted out about Mahaya State Champion? Yes. That logo. Mm-hmm. Oh that gosh, black cat it, logo. It looks like a Halloween cat. It's unbelievable. They need. So to, I told Sandoval they need to put that. They need to put so that good. on their on their helmet. That they was unbelievable. Eighty nine. Uh, ninety. I think is 90. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Finally, last question. Last question. Make it a good one. Pressure's on. Uh, oh no. Oh no. Oh. Holland or Hearn? <laughs> Holland. Staying at staying in Central Texas. Um, Hearn had a nice win last week. They, did, they, nice, they nice drilled problem. Lexington. But really? Boy. Holland's defense. Lexington. I, you know, I was down Bad there in 7-on-7. Seven seven I was down there during 7-on-7 seven seven enjoying Snow's barbecue. Mm-hmm. And As one does. Yes, and uh, you could tell they were... It's going to be a tough year. Yeah, you could see it. It, has, was, been, it has been rough for them. Yeah, um, yeah I like Holland. Uh, I like Holland in that one. Yeah. All right, one more, Kyle. Gotta get out of here. Man, I was saving the. Uh, I thought the bye week one was gonna be our last one. I don't well, even I'm, think you gotta that have one there more. is. Uh, let's see. You're listening to live coverage of Ashley. I'm uh, trying Pickle to figure sorting out sorting through our what? Facebook comments to find <laughs> the question to end Mailback Friday on. How do you feel about Hutto halfway through the season? They struggled a little against Pflugerville Connolly. I'm last willing. Night. I'm willing to give them a one week pass. A one week pass. That is fine. Everyone. Everyone comes out there and plays a bad half. Everyone throughout the year. North Shore did it last year. Duncanville did it last year. Newton did it last year. Everyone plays a bad half. Don't let it happen again. Because mm. that, was, that was... We're watching you, Hutto. We're watching you. We're, I'm, I'm high on them. I think they're legit. And when we talked about when Highland Park lost, when we had that conversation about how now that 5A Division One kind of opens up a little bit, mm-hmm. Hutto's a team that we're like, okay, maybe if things break right, they could really make a deep run now and maybe win a title. Um, Got to play better than they played in the first half against... against that was Con. a rough half. Yeah. That was a rough half. That talking about a Thursday night, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a Thursday Weird night. Stuff, yeah, get out there. Uh, maybe, maybe Coach LaPlante didn't have a Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us. That's that's. Uh, you're that's not actually, you when you're hungry. <laughs> that's an actual thing. He does a Snickers and a Coke, Doctor Pepper. It's, it's I think it's Snickers and Doctor Pepper. He has oh, one for every solid game. combination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get tweets about it all the text about it all the time. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Uh, thanks to Matt Steph for being our very special thanks. studio guest. Where are you going tonight? Uh, little Elm Lone Star. Okay. We will have a full report from Matt Steph yes. on TexasFootball.com. Go out to a game and then watch Greg on TV. Yes, please watch Fox. Or actually have it on your app and watch it while you're at the game. That's Galaxy Brain right yeah. there. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. <laughs> Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Matt Stepp, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. No, we won't. We'll see you Monday for the <laughs> 826th episode spectacular on Texas Football Today.